exciting facts, candid conversations, and some levity to lighten your day. This is The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. A magnificent Monday to you. It is the 19th of February, 2024, and I'm glad you're with me for another great week, hopefully on the show. 888-914-9149 is the number to call toll-free to talk to me. 888-914-9149. Our listener line sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. You can also find me on the X app at Kale Clark. And if you do follow me there, you know that I have a very special guest who I will introduce to you in just a moment. And you can also email the show, send me a show idea, something you think I might have a great take on. And you can email me at this address, K-L-C-A-L-E at relevantradio.com. Well, this show is about faith, facts, and fun. We're going to start with the fun. I don't know if it was fun, depending on how you look at it. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA All-Star Game last night. Here's a clip of the end of the game. Check this out. And Dame shooting from half court. As well. His second half court shot of the game. Stop it. Stop it. I've never seen triple. a triple MVP. It comes to a merciful end. Go ahead, Joker. Get one up. It's a dunk. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Uh, there was no stopping anybody last night. The final score was 2-11. Yes, you heard that right. 2-11 for the East, 186 for the Western Conference in the NBA All-Star Game in Indianapolis, the hotbed home of basketball in America. And joining me to talk about this, I just got to play a little clip from him before we introduce today's guest. Check this out. Yeah, I think we need a lot of salami and cheese after last night's game. Joining me to discuss all this is the voice of the Chicago Bulls, play-by-play on 670, the score, and on NBA radio as well. Former Raptors play-by-play guy, of course, in Toronto, the great Chuck Swirsky is my guest. Again, great friend of the program. Chuck, happy to have you back. How are you doing? Good, Kale. How are you doing? I, I am well. First of all, I, I want to say welcome to Lent, and yes. I hope your Lent's off to a good start. It, it is, and uh, as you know, uh, or maybe you don't know, that uh, I like with a sandwich, I like to have soda. And it's not that I'm addicted to soda, but I have enough where at a ball game mm-hmm. or having a burger or whatever the case may be. So I have uh, decided that uh, as a good Catholic boy that I'm going to refrain from soda for 40 days. Wow. Okay. So that, that's, this, is, this is a real sacrifice. And, and you're making me look bad, Chuck, because I, I'm, I'm a hu- I am an addict, I would say, of, of Diet Cola. And my, my daughter is always telling me, you need to stop. The aspartame's not good for you. But I did give up some other stuff, but not that. Not, I haven't quite got there yet. I haven't, I haven't achieved sanctity yet. But, uh, but Chuck, well, that, that's good. Well, I'll, I'll pray that, that you can get through that. And, and also, <laughs> <laughs> and also I, I, I believe, now, if memory serves me correctly, because one of the great things that you do on, on Twitter now called X, of course, is that you'll very often post pictures of churches where you went to mass on the road. And I think if memory, ser- if memory serves me correctly, Chuck, you were in Cleveland for Ash Wednesday. Is that right? 
I was. And, and, and uh, I believe it was the uh, St. John the uh, Evangelical, I believe. St. John the Evangelist, maybe? Yes, yes. Okay, in Cleveland. Yeah. Didn't look like there's a huge crowd there. I don't know if you took that way before people got there or... You know what? I, I actually took it uh, right after Mass. Okay. And, okay. and, and so, um, but, I mean, it was a wonderful uh, service, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's neat going to different uh, churches. Some I've been to several times on the road after doing this many years. Some, they're new. Um, but, you know, when it's all said and done, whether I've been there or not, it's the um, reflective period of time in prayer that, gets me through. Absolutely. And, and, and let me ask you this, Chuck. When, when you get your ashes on Ash Wednesday, have you ever had anybody in the association, say it's a game day, say, what, what, what is that smudge on your forehead or what, what's up yes. with that? Oh, you've Absolutely. been asked that. Okay. Yes, I have been. And it's, it's an opening. You know, when they, when they ask that question, I don't run from it. And I explain exactly what's going on with my faith. And, um, and I think whether they completely understand or not it it's a it's a journey and it's a process that one day hopefully they'll continue to ask questions where they develop a relationship with christ mm, love that absolutely love that and when you when you're on the road a lot obviously traveling with the bulls has there ever been a problem for you when, when it's say a day of, of abstinence for me say on a friday or anything like that have you ever run into any lenten issues on the road no okay that's not good. one uh, because, you know, it, you know what, what it comes down to is discipline, uh, discipline of the mind, the heart, and the soul. And, um, you know, I think I can survive if I miss a few meals, mm-hmm. one or two or three during the course of fasting. And even if uh, on a particular Lenten day, let's say Friday, I mean, like normally if you go into uh, a restaurant or it's a game day, you can always find a piece of cheese pizza somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It that may is not true. be the best there, Kale. It may yeah. taste like car- cardboard, <laughs> but it, it gets you through, you know? It, it gets you through. An, an extra penance on top of it. Yeah, yeah the, the cardboard pizza. Yeah, sometimes stadium food as well. A- absolutely. Well, well, Chuck, I got to tell you, in terms of Lenten penances, uh, I guess you could say last night's All-Star game was a bit of a penance for all of us. Um Give me. I, I think I know what some of your thoughts might be based on on your feed, but but let, let me have it. What, what did you think about last night? Well, number one, uh, these are great, great, great players, and mm. they really are. These are the best players in the world. Period. No denial there. And I do think this commissioner has gone to so many. Uh, he has so many strengths. Number one. As a people person, I love Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. He is so good for this game. He is so good with people. He really is. And I think he has tried to get the players to buy in that this is a celebration. This is an opportunity to showcase the greatest players in the world. And he wants a competitive game. Now, does this mean that it's on the same level of a playoff game, a finals game? Of course not. This is an exhibition game. I get that. Everyone gets that. But you've got to at least have some semblance and structure of having players compete on a defensive 
even offensive, what we're seeing now is just mm-hmm. an exhibit of breakaway dunks, open threes. I mean, you know, throwing the ball off the backboard, trying to take a shot from 65 feet. And this isn't even with the time expiring on the clock. This is just routine now. (laughs) And, and, and I mean, I, I don't get it. Um, you know, there is, I, and I don't know how to fix it because I Mm. think the the commissioner did get the word out that he wanted a, a better game, a low scoring game, but, uh, a game where both, teams really showcase their skills on both ends of the floor and we didn't get it and go ahead i mean kale it was it was it was not good no it it was it wasn't good chuck my guest is chuck swirsky radio play-by-play voice of the chicago bulls talking about last night's all-star game and and let me let me play you a quote and by, by the way um Mike Sielski from Philadelphia, who wrote a, a really great book on the early years of Kobe Bryant, he tweeted yesterday. He said when he saw the score two eight two eleven to one eighty six, he's like that. That's that's not a game. That's the electoral college. Um, huh. And speaking speaking of speaking of Kobe, here here's some comments that Kobe made a few years ago, uh, prior to his untimely death. And he was uh, this is during a podcast that he did with the Players Tribune, and this is what he talked about with respect to effort in the All Star Game. Check, check this out, Chuck. I want your reaction to this. It's Kobe. I Bryant. think the All Star Game in general needs a little revamping because it used to be competitive. Yeah, it used to be competitive, and like you know, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world. Yeah. That's what this is. They don't yeah. want to see you running up and down and dunking and doing all this crazy. Like they want to see the what happens when you get this collection of best basketball players on the planet. And they play and they go head up against each other. Man. I mean, you guys play harder at a pickup game in UCLA. For real. And ain't billions of people watching. For real. Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Definitely do. They got uh, turn the All Star game needs a little needs a little changing. Um, I always love competing in them. Um, I didn't lose many of them. Nah, me and CP one, used to nah, talk all the time. Like, ones. You took it serious. Yeah, we, yeah. we went in. Like, I don't think me and CP, when we played together in the All Star game, I don't think we've ever lost a game. Yeah. And we okay. used to look at each other and say, okay. Oh, they go. don't want to play. We gonna yeah, play fourth quarter. Let's go yeah. get them. Let's go, go get them. That's what, that's what Kobe said, Chuck. And it hasn't been that many years since Kobe was in the league. Since Michael Jordan was in the league, obviously his birthday was was just recently. Larry Bird, of course, my favorite player of all time, at, at a Legends brunch yesterday, the day of the game, he he also expressed a great desire that the best players in the world would play hard, which they didn't. What has caused the disconnect in just a few years from the generation of MJ and then Kobe to this? Well, uh, you probably would be better off asking the players that, but I, I honestly believe that the players go in and I, do they care? Yes, I do think they care, but to what extent do they really want to lay it on the line? And no one wants to get hurt. I Mm -hmm, get that. No one wants to come away with, all of a sudden you dive for a loose ball and you land on your shoulder and you dislocate a shoulder or, you know, you're sprinting down the floor or you're going for a 50, 50 ball and you twist an ankle and you're out for five to seven games. Then all of a sudden the fans in that particular city saying, what are they doing? This is only an exhibition game. And the guy got clobbered going up for a layup, all these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, this has gone to the extreme now, Kale. I mean, this is to to see a game with a team score two hundred points 
and I can't speak for the commissioner. I repeat, I cannot speak for him, but based on how he handled the post-game ceremony and giving the uh, trophy to Giannis's team yeah. and how short he was, um, I think it speaks volumes. Sometimes yeah. less is more, and I think if you could read between the lines, I don't think <laughs> yeah. Adam Silver was a very happy camper. No, he wasn't. He, he was somewhat less than enthused as he announced the uh, the final score and, and gave out the hardware. A- absolutely. Well, my guest today is Chuck Swirsky. You're listening to the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Chuck, can you hang with me for, for just a minute? We've got to take a quick break, but I want to talk sure. about some ideas about how we can possibly fix this. Not that Adam Silver's listening, but he might be. You never know. 888-914-9149. And we'll be right back on the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Explaining the faith so you can explain it to others. It's the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Hey, welcome back. It is always a pleasure to have you with me on the program. And I say that intentionally because that is the famous tagline of my guest today. Always a pleasure. It's Chuck Swirsky, the radio voice of the Chicago Bulls, a legendary sports broadcaster. We've been talking about Lent on the road. We've also been talking about yesterday's all-star game in the NBA at the halfway point of the season, which was, let's face it, an embarrassment. Not a, a single lick of defense was played in that entire game. The final score, 211 to 186, the East over the West. And Chuck, before the break, we played a clip from the late Kobe Bryant about how competitive he was in all-star games. Did you know, by the way, that Kobe was Catholic? Yes, I did. And, uh, you know, my uh, former broadcast analyst at the University of Michigan who I've known for quite some time, Rob Polinka, mm-hmm. the uh, general manager of the Lakers, and uh, represented Kobe, as you know, um, back in the day. And uh, I was introduced to Kobe. I think I was on your show um, several years ago on the passing of Kobe. But, um, you know, I had the uh, pleasure of being in Kobe's company. And I'll tell you what, if, if he were alive today and had seen this game, <laughs> he would have turned the he would have turned it oh. off after probably ten minutes because he he could see what was coming and let me tell you what the effort last night was non-existent like non-existent yeah no question about it so let's let's talk about how to how to fix this Chuck and and you had one interesting suggestion that you posted on your Twitter feed and you can follow Chuck at CTS Bulls you talked about maybe having a USA versus the world format. D- tell me a little bit about that. Do you think that might work? Well, I, again, you know, it would have to, if you do that, I mean, the rosters, uh, you'd really have to tweak rosters and find out, okay, if you eliminate a number of the foreign players, international players from the East and the West, what would, what would this look like? Mm-hmm. And so I, I need to do more research and study on it. But if you do international against the United States, it would be a different twist. Yep. Maybe it would have an edge. May, I'm not saying it would be at the Olympic level, but, you know, you never know it might uh, be. as far as what this might you know transcend. So uh, it was just a thought because I don't know how you can fix it. I do know that most of the fans enjoy Saturday night. I think the dunk contest is in big trouble. 
the superstars too. need to show up and do it. Um, but the skills competition, what we saw, um, you know, with Sabrina and Steph, yeah, that was great. exciting. That was a new wrinkle. I think it was fresh. And both were great uh, as far as the just being a good sports person and cheering on the other person, showing the character of both, outstanding. But I think a lot of people like the Saturday uh, event more so than Sunday, and understandably so. Yeah, me too, me too Chuck. And I, 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 growing up, I always loved watching NBA All-Star Saturday night. And of course, in recent years, they've added the skills competition. I'm not so fond of that, but of course, the classic events of the three-point shootout and the dunk contest. I still I still love the three-point shooting contest, but I, I really did. I'm with you, Chuck. I really loved the wrinkle of having WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty going off against the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. And she, she you know, she almost had him there. I mean, a couple bounces here and there. It was close. Um, but I, I know, Chuck, you were, you were unhappy about some of the commentary that was going on between Reggie Miller and Kenny Smith on the broadcast it kind of yeah. overshadowed the event a little bit. Can you talk about that? Well, at the end, because, you know, I think they tried the other than Kenny Smith. I think they tried to say, Hey, listen, you know what? Sabrina, you know, brought it and she was fantastic. And you know what a, a tremendous event it was. And like, instead of letting this breathe and enjoy a, of letting the video tell the story, he immediately talking about Kenny Smith jumps on the fact, well, it's a smaller ball and <laughs> you know, they, and, and she needs to shoot at a location. I mean, it started it, and I was nauseated that, mm. that this would happen, that he brought it down. And so I, it was just really unfortunate. And, and I don't get why he went there, but it ruined the whole moment. It took, any enjoyment I had because I did enjoy the event, but listening to this, it really, I thought really seriously, you went there. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, sometimes, like I said, less is more. Yeah, absolutely. It just, just, you don't have to be talking all the time. I mean, what a unique moment. And uh, for those listening that may not have seen the contest, Sabrina Unescu shot from the NBA three point line, but she did use a WNBA ball. Uh, and hey, kudos to her for doing that, for stepping back there, and uh, and she certainly did well, no question about it. Um, the dunk contest, Chuck, you mentioned that you, you think it's broken beyond repair. I, I would agree with you. Not only are the best stars and dunkers in the NBA not generally participating in it anymore, I, I, I am so bored with all the. Pro- I watched it. I watched a YouTube collection, um, which I re- I think I retweeted it uh, from recent college dunk contest, Chuck, and I'm telling you. The, the compilation of these dunks, no props. They're still coming up with creative dunks better than anything we saw on Saturday night at the dunk contest in Indianapolis. And I just, I am so tired of people using other people as props to jump over and bring in Shaq on the court. I, I just, I've had enough of it. I, I don't know. I think it's broken. I think we need new events. Yeah. yeah, you know what? And I mean, the truth of the matter is, I mean, if you're looking for fresh dunks, that haven't been already executed. I mean, I don't know what more they could do. I mean, we've seen different angles. We've seen the, the players are so athletic. It's, it's crazy that how, how, I mean, they're climbing the ladder and they're going upstairs 
And I mean, it's amazing, but I mean, it, I just wish stars um, displayed their athleticism. And a lot of, a lot of the athletes don't want to do it because they feel that, you know, it takes a lot out of their legs. It's almost like the home run derby where, yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes a while for a player to recover. It really does. It's true. It's People true. think, ah, here's a bat, go ahead and swing. But, you know, their, their shoulder and forearm muscles get used at a very high intense level. But at this point where this slam dunk contest is now, I mean, it used to be where, yeah, let's get Meek and let's get Jordan and let's get Vince Carter. And they do it. But unfortunately, that's those days are over. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, it's interesting. I read a piece um, in The Athletic uh, today about maybe how to fix things by Sam Amick. And he, he, he raised this, Chuck, and I don't know what you think about this. Obviously, for the first time this year, the NBA did an in-season tournament, which was won by the Lakers, obviously. Huge prize money at stake for this. And he was kind of suggesting maybe the only way to fix this, and it sounds horrible to say this, but... Is money the throwing more money at these players the only way to get them to turn out to get them to show up and put forth a decent effort? What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, listen. Uh, the first time a player says no to money, you let me know. You know, <laughs> but uh, the truth of the matter is, the money shouldn't really be motivating, even though it no. it is, and we can't lie about this because it is. Um, but you would think to be on national TV, to have the biggest showcase, to have fans mm -hmm. globally watch you, to have your peers watch you. And, and if you win this, your name is going to be attached to that award forever. So why wouldn't you want to say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try it. Let's do it. And if, if, I fail, I fail, but at least I tried. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. There's no personal pride anymore, it seems like, when it comes to this, at least. My guest is Chuck Swirsky, radio play-by-play -play voice of the Chicago Bulls. You're listening to the K.O. Clark Show on Relevant Radio, 888-914-9149. Chuck, I do want to get your, before you go, I want to get your take on the midway point of the season. We are kind of at halftime of the season, obviously, with the All-Star break. What has jumped out? Now, I know your Chicago Bulls are, you know, knocking on the door of a playoff berth, potentially kind of gunning for that eighth spot in the East. What, what are some of the big surprises that you've noticed across the league, East and West, this season? Well, I, I, I think parity is one thing. I think there are a lot of really good teams, especially in the West. I think in the East, Boston clearly is the best team. Um, they might be the best team, period. Um, that I've seen. And we've only seen them once. We're going to see them Thursday yeah. here in Chicago. We play them twice um, in the ensuing two, three weeks. But um, so I would say right now, Boston definitely is the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. And out West, you know, you got to go with Denver until someone beats them. Hmm. Uh, I think Minnesota has been terrific. They're really well coached. They have some really, really, really good players, obviously, uh, led by Towns and you know Edwards That's and Gobert. Yeah. And, I mean, they just have a lot of solid top-tier players. Mm -hmm. And the Clippers, you know, are always lurking around. And maybe this is the year 
where all of a sudden they're going to get to the Western Conference Finals in advance. But, um, you know, but when it's all said and done, Kale, you're going to have to have a healthy roster yeah. in April if you want to make some noise. If you have a major injury like Philadelphia with Embiid, if Embiid can't make it back, and even if he's 70%, 70% is better than nothing. Yeah. But, but you still have to have your best players on the floor in the second week in April. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's sort of my, when, when I, when I think of the West, obviously Minnesota's playing great and I'm happy about that because Greg Farnham, their head athletic trainer is a huge relevant radio fan, huge fan of the show. Shout out to Greg. It's probably at the all-star game, of course, with coaching staff yesterday. He had no part in this. He had nothing to do with the score. But having said that, um, yeah, Minnesota's played amazing. But I, I look at the at the Clippers and I think, man, they are so talented. If they are all healthy, and that, that's the that's always the question when it comes to the playoffs. Can Kawhi stay healthy? Can can he play uh, every playoff game? If so, um, they might be tough to beat in a seven game series. But yeah, as you said, the defending champs in Denver, they're, they're still the champs, and they're the champs for a reason. They they need to be knocked out. Can anybody do it? I'm not so sure. Obviously, uh, as a Canadian, I, I'm kind of partial to Jamal Murray. Of course, <laughs> grew up not too far from where I live in Ontario. But, uh, but yeah, it, it'll be it'll be amazing to see the playoffs as we get closer and closer. And Chuck, I really want to thank you for your time. It's been great having you on the program. And best of luck to you and, of course, the Bulls in the second half of the season. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, listen, you know what? I, I just... I want the fans to enjoy the beauty of the sport mm. and I'm a purist and you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm at a point in my life where they could say, you know, here's a, an old man to get off my lawn, you know, mentality, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm really not like that. I, ju- I just want to see effort and I want to see energy and I want to see competition. That's all. Yeah. I think, I think you speak for all of us when you say that, Chuck, I appreciate that so much. And, of course, the book, Always a Pleasure, available from Eckhart's Press. It's a great chronicle of Chuck's life on and off the court. Some amazing stories there. So Eckhart's Press, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z Press. I just I just identified myself as a Canadian. I said Z instead of Z, Chuck. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're also a Canadian citizen, of course, yes, as I am. From, your, from your time with the Raptors. And, of course, they can follow you on Twitter at CTSBulls. So, Chuck, again, it's great to run you down, man. Have a happy and holy Lent and a happy Easter if I don't talk to you. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. That was Chuck Swirsky, if you need him, the great Chuck Swirsky, the Swirsk. All right, we're going to take – can we take an early break, Jim? Can we take a little break here? All right, we're going to take an early break here. We'll be right back on The Kale Clark Show with your phone calls and much, much more. 888-914-9149. Be right back. fun it's the kale clark show on relevant radio have a question give kale a call at 888-914-9149 hey welcome back to the show hey thanks for playing that song jim and i I, that's not a pun the song is called that song it's very meta it's from a band called big wreck one of my favorite bands anyways welcome back to the show triple eight 
914-914-9149. I want you to call in. I've got a question for you guys. I've got a question for all you guys. 888-914-9149. You're listening to The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Here's a question. What do you need the most help with as a Catholic right now? What what are you what kind of help are you looking for in your Catholic life right now? And or uh, you can you can answer both questions if you want. Question number 2. What do you want to learn about the most right now? About Catholicism, about the faith? Let me know. Let me know because as we're planning for future shows, as we're planning for future episodes, not only for this program, but also for the Faith Explained show, which I host on Relevant Radio, 1230 Central, Class After Mass, as we like to call it, I want to know what you guys need the most help with right now as a Catholic, and what do you want to learn about the most? And by the way, if you're not Catholic listening, I'm welcome. I'm glad you're here. You can call in, too. What do you, what do you want to know about? 888 So let me know. And we're going to go to the phones right now, actually. We're going to go to Carol in Burbank, California. Hi, Carol. I had a, an event that happened recently. It really doesn't have anything to do with sports or the Bible, but it, okay. <laughs> I had ashes. Sorry. I had no, that's ashes. Great. I had just gone to church and had my Wednesday, my ashes on my forehead, and I mm-hmm. went shopping, and I saw several people there that also had ashes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel uncomfortable. But as I was passing a couple, the the husband said to the wife, what is all that? What are, where all these people have these black crosses on their forehead? And without missing a beat, she said, mental illness, and kept on walking. And I thought, wow. oh, my gosh, that's pretty funny. I thought it was hilarious. But the woman next to me was so angry, she almost wanted to get into a physical fight with them. And I thought, no, I need to. <laughs> Yeah, that, that probably wouldn't be a reading. good a good witness to to brawl with somebody on Ash Wednesday. You right. know, you know, no, no. Them, I no, just no. took it as well. They're you know they just don't know and they're ignorant. They don't know, and you know I feel sorry that they don't have even the slightest inkling of what this means. And I yeah, you know. yeah no, that's true. Now let me ask you this: when when this woman said that, when she made that snide comments, mental illness. It's a sign, quote unquote, of mental illness. Do, do you think that she did that, like, so that you might hear that? Was that within? Was that directed at you, or did she just sort of say that to her? Well, I was close enough to hear, so I don't. I don't think she. I really don't think she cared that I heard it or not. But I don't think she took me into her. I, I don't think I was, you know, the point of her. Her mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. wasn't directed yeah. at you personally or anything. No. Like that. Like, no, okay. I don't think so. I just think okay. she's being careless, and she mm-hmm. thought, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, there's there's no doubt that there are people out there who think that religion in general is a mental illness. It's a crutch that people use to try to get through life. Um, they don't think there's any historical veracity to the faith. They don't think that it's true. They don't think there's any good reason to be a Catholic and walk around with ashes on one's forehead. So yeah, that, that well, thanks for thanks for sharing sharing that, Carol. I, I really appreciate you calling in and sharing your story. And these are just little splinters from the cross. You know, if we have to be insulted from time to time, hey, our Lord was as well, uh, certainly during His Passion for sure. So, Carol, thank you so much for your call in Burbank, California. Thanks for listening to the Kale Clark Show, and you can call in as well triple eight nine one four nine one four nine there's always kind of a, a great debate on ash wednesday about whether you should wash the ashes off or not uh 
I, I, I always kind of inadvertently do it anyways, because when, whenever I pray, I, I tend to just like hold my forehead in my hands. and I'm kind of like, you know, you know, grabbing my brow and I'm kind of, you know, furrowed brow and I'm trying to pray hard. And, um, and I, I usually wind up with my hand just kind of wiping it off, you know, accidentally or just making an even bigger smudge out of it. But um, a, a priest once said, and I, I really, really thought this was a good line, that if you are walking around and taking pride in the fact that you've got these ashes on your forehead, oh, look at me, I'm so holy. I went to Ash Wednesday Mass and got the ashes, you know, and you didn't. You know, then maybe you should wipe them off because you're just trying to attract attention to yourself. But if it is somewhat embarrassing for you, if it is something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, you should probably keep them on. If you're worried about what people might say, then you should probably keep it on because um, sometimes we we need to be counted as publicly as believers in Jesus Christ. That's kind of an interesting line. I don't know if you'd agree with that or not, but uh, you can call in 888-914-9149. And the question I kind of asked was, what do you guys want to learn about? Because I'm kind of taking notes, okay? I'm trying to plan out some future programs on the K.O. Clark Show plus the Faith Explained show as well. What do you want to learn about the most when it comes to the Bible? What do you need the most help with as a Catholic right now? Go ahead and call in, 888-914-9149. Let's go to Donna in Plainfield, Illinois. Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? I'm happy uh, you're taking my call. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my question <laughs> my question is about, um, my understanding is, as Catholics, we believe in tradition we -hmm. believe in the bible and we believe in the catechism is that correct well it's well the catechism we we do believe in something called sacred scripture obviously the bible we also believe Mm -hmm. in sacred tradition which is the word of god Mm -hmm. passed on by word of mouth and even what's in the bible what's in sacred scripture used to be sacred tradition now i'm talking about the new testament of course you know when the church got going there was Mm -hmm. always there was already an old testament that's the that's when Jesus was quoting scripture, he's quoting the Old Testament. St. Paul, same thing. And we're going through St. Paul's letter to the Romans on the Faith Explained show right now. Almost finished. We're at the, we're at the, the kind of the conclusion, but you can get caught up uh, on the relevant radio app. Check the archives. But yeah, so there's sacred tradition, and then there's sacred scripture. And the catechism is a great compendium of Catholic teaching that talks about both. It talks about scripture talks about some sacred tradition that we need to know, of course. And it's just a, a, a great handbook, a great guidebook, a great uh, summary statement of the faith. And, and so the catechism so the catechism um, is a help to us, but it's not considered the Word of God like, like sacred scripture and sacred tradition would be. Does that make sense? So I guess, yeah, and my question is, where do we get a hold of a, the catechism? Is that like a religious bookstore or... Can you yeah. guide me so that I can find that? Because I've never really, um, really uh, mm-hmm. dove into that. Yeah, that, that's a good, good, good question, Donna. So, yeah, you can order it online through through booksellers, and, and it's usually available quite inexpensively in paperback form, or you can find it at, at most Catholic bookstores. Of course, would carry it as well. There's, it's also available on the internet too. If you if you just Google for Catechism of the Catholic Church, there are some parishes that have made it available electronically online there's also i should also point out there's something called the compendium of the catechism of the catholic church and that it's a shorter form of the catechism and it's done in q a format very much like the old baltimore catechism which which is much loved by so many including yours truly 
Um, it's a classic uh, of, of an older age. But So a lot of people like the compendium, but I, 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 I always tell people don't sleep on the actual catechism itself because sometimes people get intimidated by it. Um, and depending on how large your copy of it is, because sometimes there are large print editions that look pretty heavy. It looks almost like a phone book or something. And people say, oh, this is too much. I, I can't I can't understand this. It's going to be too technical. No, it's really not. All I would say is just try it. Just try reading it. It's divided by paragraphs. And just just give it a shot. It, it will repay you a hundredfold any time you spend reading it and investing in it. And by the way, you can get yourself a copy of the Catechism. One place you can get it from is the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops from their website, usccb.org. There's an online version there as well. So you can check out the Catechism online at the Bishop's website. So they very helpfully uh, put that together for us as well. So thanks, Bishops. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Donna, does that, does that help you a little bit? It does. Um, and I actually have another qu- question, if I can. <laughs> Sure, sure. Oh, um, so another another question I have is about: um, is it is it true that if we um, are attending mass for, I mean, approximately true, if we're attending mass for about three years, um, and we go through the A, B, and C cycle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the mass, do we kind of cover most of the whole Bible? You're going to get a huge chunk of the bible yeah uh, you you're going to get a very very good overview of scripture yeah if you, if you especially if you're a daily mass attender if you attend daily mass through all three liturgical cycles you you you're, you're going to hear a lot of scripture proclaimed and that's why you know I, I have to laugh a little bit when people try to say that the catholic church is unbiblical because i mean we have more scripture i i've been to many non-Catholic services over the years, especially during my time outside of the church when I was a Protestant minister, where there, there is maybe one scripture reading and a long sermon. Now, I know that not every group is like that, but uh, very little scripture compared to what we have at every Mass. We have the greatest Bible study in the world. It's called the Liturgy of the Word. And so the Table of the Word, the Table of the Eucharist, there's always an Old Testament reading, a psalm, New Testament reading, gospel in many cases. So there's always at least one reading from the Old and New Testament if you're going to daily Mass, old or new. Then there's a psalm and then there's a gospel. So you're going to get scripture from at least three you know, three books. Uh, Sunday, of course, we have that extra uh, reading from the New Testament. So you really can't uh, go wrong in attending Mass for several reasons. It's going to transform your faith. Even if you just go to one daily Mass per week outside of Sunday, maybe that's something you can try in Lent as an experiment um, to supercharge your spiritual life. It'll make a huge difference. We'll repay again the time that you spend. So yeah, so that for sure, for sure, the more you tend, the more scripture you're going to imbibe as well, Donna, for sure. So hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate you. Call back anytime. That was Donna in Plainfield, Illinois. All right, let's go to line five. Jo- jo- Johanna, Johanna in Happy Valley, California. Did I pronounce that right, Johanna? Yes, she did. Okay, great. <laughs> the only thing I feel frustrated about is I meet people and they they say they're Catholic, and I say, "Oh, that's awesome! Uh, what church do you go to?" Oh, I don't go anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have yeah. now four ladies, but I keep in contact with them, and you know, I don't try to push them or anything. But I get frustrated because I can't say the right words, and so I just pray for them. 
But it's anyway. It's a good start for sure. Yes, yes. Anyway, there, can you give me any wisdom, <laughs> something maybe other to say? Like how to get them to come back to the church, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I would recommend, there's a, there's a great book that's written by our own Patrick Madrid, of course, uh, the host of the Patrick Madrid Show on Relevant Radio uh, every day here on this network, and he has a book called Search and Rescue, and it's all about bringing friends and family into or back into the Catholic Church, and he's got a lot of great wisdom there. That That's a really good book to get if you're looking for a book, and um, and obviously what you're starting with too, Johanna, is is great, starting with prayer. That's the best thing we can do for people is to pray for them. And God has his ways of, of getting people's attention. <laughs> and sometimes it's something that he might give us to say. Uh, the Holy Spirit might nudge us to say something to someone. Um, maybe it's giving them a book to read. Check this out. Um, maybe it's the lessons we'll learn from a book like Search and Rescue. Um, but yeah, it really all starts with prayer and, and the, the the primacy of prayer. It's something that we we sometimes get into this mode where we want to do it all ourselves and, and we think by having brilliant arguments, we're going to be able to convince people, but it, it rarely, rarely works like that. Uh, very often it's something that you say and, and later on someone will tell you, wow, what you said to me really was so powerful and you don't even remember saying it or, it, you know, it's some throwaway comment that maybe meant nothing to you, but meant everything to that person. And that's, that's the way God works. So I think just befriend them, walk alongside them as much as you can um, they need you more than ever, especially if they're not responding and pray for them and try to answer your, their questions as best you can. You will not have the answers at your fingertips most of the time. And that's okay. Just say, that's a great question. I'll get back to you. And then try to do some research. And, uh, you know, the internet is your friend in, in that sense. And, uh, we, we are too here at relevant radio. So specific questions you can always call in and we'll try to try to answer them. So th- thank you, Johanna. Appreciate you in happy Valley, California. Okay, let's go to John in Chicago. Hi, John. Hello. John, how are you? Yeah. yeah, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling in. Good, good. Uh, in response to your two uh, questions about mm-hmm. future shows, uh, frequently I'm in, di- in discussions with friends out to dinner or whatever who are not always all in line with our religion, with the Catholic religion, mm-hmm. and I find myself trying to defend the faith. Okay, and I guess mm-hmm. that brings it under the heading of apologetics. Right. Is there is, is there a reference, like an apologetics 101, that'll prepare me for these kinds of discussions? Uh, there, there, are, there are a ton of great books out there, um, uh, which, which can help. And um, I think probably the best thing that you can do, for starters, and, and you're right, when, when you say apologetics, it really is about explaining and defending the faith, and for 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 people in our lives, it's often about removing the obstacles that that are preventing them from from having faith or returning to the church. And there's always some issue, usually with, with people. Sometimes it's a personal issue, a relationship that they're in that uh, doesn't fit with uh, with church teaching or something like that. Sometimes it's an, it's an intellectual issue, but very often it's a moral issue. Let's face it, a lot of the times. So you got to tackle the specific issues in your friends' lives, but just in terms of general preparation, um, pray like like I said. But also, I think it's a really good thing to to do to get in the habit of reading scripture and knowing it knowing it as best you can. And I would say Lent is a good time again to to pick up one of those good habits. 
maybe read the Bible for five minutes a day. Just try to read even a chapter or two a day from one of the Gospels. Maybe start with the Gospel and then go to some of Paul's letters, let's say. And you can, as a companion piece, you can maybe listen to some of the Faith Explained shows that we've done. Uh, we're doing one right now on his letter to the Romans, maybe his toughest letter. Uh, sometimes I, th- I think, why did I pick this letter? It's it's so tough, but but it's also brilliant. It's amazing. Um, and 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 just tr- just try to read it for yourself. The New Testament. If you hold up your Bible and you you look at how much is is the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures, and how much is the New Testament, the New Testament's just kind of a small sliver. It's twenty seven books. It's not that much, really. It's not that much. So if you just read a chapter or two a day, and I think also the catechism, we talked about the catechism earlier, just trying to get a little bit familiar with that, reading that. Uh, but there are lots of great apologetic books out there by authors like Patrick Madrid. He's obviously got a ton of books. Another one that's that's great um, was written by uh, my friend Trent Horn. It's called Why We're Catholic. That's also a great book uh, that you can read. And there's obviously lots of great material out there on, on the net as well. So yeah, I, I would kind of just just start with that. I would start with that because, again, like when you're when you're talking with friends and family, like you got to target it to their specific issues. Number one, uh, but number two, it's it's also just for yourself to just have general knowledge. And um, here's another good one. Actually, I just I just saw this. It's sitting on my desk right now uh, by Scott Hahn. It's called Reasons to Believe. That's another another great little book about how to understand, explain, and defend the faith. Published by Doubleday. Reasons to Believe by Scott Hahn. How about that? So. Is that helpful? Is that helpful, John, for starters? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll begin with that. I appreciate your uh, comments. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Call back anytime. John in Chicago. Okay, let's take a, we can take another call here from Elijah in Lexington, Kentucky, the Bluegrass State. How are you doing, Elijah? Very well, sir. Thank you. Good program. Oh, thank you, sir. I think I asked you that question last time, but you did not have time to answer me. As an oh, yeah. Ca- Christian, what are the difference between Catholic Baptist, Presbyterian, what have you. All of us have the same Jesus Christ, the same God, the same Virgin Maryam, the same disciple. So why people always persuade me to join certain denomination? I, I don't understand it. Now, are you Catholic, Elijah? No, sir. I am an no. Aramaic Christian. You're an Aramaic Christian. Okay. Um, now, do you belong to a specific church, like one of the Eastern... All of them. I visit the Catholic, the Baptist, all of them. Okay, so you, so you visited, but you haven't found a church home yet. No, so I'm not looking. Um, I mean, okay. as an Aramaic Christian, I like to stay the way I am. Okay, so an Aramaic Christian, but the, but you don't belong to one of the Eastern Orthodox churches? Uh, I go to the Greek like Orthodox Church, Greek Roman Orthodox, 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 Catholic, uh, all of them. I visit all of them. Okay. All right. So it sounds like maybe maybe you're you're looking for some information on maybe the history of how we got to this place, um, the split between uh, Catholics and Orthodox, Catholics and Protestants, the splits between Protestants, of course. And what what are maybe the arguments for for being Catholic? I think would be maybe good for you, perhaps, to to think about. It sounds like you're looking for a church home, and I. It seems to me that. The reason why I'm Catholic, otherwise I'd be something else, is because I think the Catholic Church has the best argument to being the church founded by Jesus Christ and that you know, being God's will, that all people be a part of that. That's why it's Catholic. It's universal. It's for all people. So, Elijah, th- thanks very much for calling in. I do think that would be a great, great show topic or series of topics going forward. So I've noted this. 
I have written it down, and I think you are not alone in wanting to know more about that. Okay, so hey, we've I can't believe it. We've run out of time on the K.O. Clark Show for this day, but I'll be back again tomorrow, 5 p.m. Central, right here live on Relevant Radio. My thanks to the great Chuck Swirsky for joining me. Check out his book, Always a Pleasure. Put a link in the show notes for you. Jim Shaper produced. Patrick Alog took your phone calls. Take it away, Michaela. Thank you for listening to my daddy.